are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, and me and Connor get ready to sit down and take a look at the Sun Devils as they travel to Provo, Utah to take on the BYU Cougars. We start talking about the offense, potential stars, and the things that we're looking for there. We take a look at the defense and the plan that they should have in place for Jaron Hall. And then finally, we're going to take a look at some spreads and make our own bold predictions and score predictions for the game on Saturday night as number 19 Arizona State faces off against number 23 BYU for hopefully the first installment of hashtag Pac-12 After Dark. You are listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. There's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked on Pac-12 podcast, hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked on Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw. Joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at RichieBrads36, at CDrios, and follow the Locked on Sun Devils Twitter as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure that you tune into the podcast Monday through Friday for the greatest content for your favorite college team every single day. Is it the greatest content? Oh, it is the greatest content for the greatest college. I, I, as long as that was, like, official, then we're good. Yes, of course. But before we get started... Karn, how the heck are you? Just getting closer and closer to this game. I, I feel like I've gone back and forth in the podcast all week about how we need to respect BYU. I, I, I was saying yesterday that if anybody's going to say that either team is going to blow the other one out, I just can't take you seriously. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a little nervous. It's the first road game uh, for his career. Herm Edwards is under 500 on the road. It's not necessarily a huge sample size, but it's just... It's one of those things that makes me think. I I do like our chances. That being said, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, going into that game, I hope we get off to a fast start that we have not got that we have not gotten off to in the last two games. Yeah, so the biggest thing when we're playing BYU this week is we'll kind of hint on throughout the podcast as we talk about the offense, the defense, and then make our bold predictions. But the the general feel for this game is you're going to need to have long sustained drives where you're putting points up on the board every time. Honestly, this is one of those games where kicking field goals is okay. It, it's not like you're playing in Oregon. It's not like you're playing in Alabama or Clemson where if you're not scoring touchdowns, you're going to lose. This is one of those games where taking points at any point in the field is going to be vastly important to increase your chances to win. So how do the Sun Devils do that? They do that by having long, sustained drives where they can chew up the clock. Man, if only we had a, a dink and dunk quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. Or even a run game that could allow us to to manage the game. Speaking of the run game, uh, Sun Devils are expecting Chip Trainum uh, back this week. So you should have a full rotation of all your running backs. So combined with all that as well as Jaden Daniels' legs, uh, the run, ga- run game should be as potent as ever. Yeah, I think this is going to be just a run-heavy game for both sides of the football. Because uh, Jaron Hall is just as mobile a quarterback as Jaden Daniels is, and then couple him with Tyler Algier for their run game. And they've got a couple of other guys, too, that are just going to power BYU's 
uh, run game and make them just as deadly as ASU. The game plan we just talked about, having long, sustained drives where you're chewing the clock, that's going to be BYU's bread and butter as well. It is going to be a anything-you-can-do-I-can-do-better kind of situation. Oh, I think that's a perfect way to word it. They're going to try to... and. <laughs> Well, it's not going to mirror exactly. It just feels like they're going to have a very similar game plan, and it's it's going to be who can execute it better. I don't want to come out with the cliche of like uh, whoever commits the least amount of turnovers is going to come out on top. But if these teams are as run heavy as we expect, and the defenses are as sharp as we've seen so far through the first two weeks or so, uh, if you're not turning the ball over, it might be a who has the ball last or who's going to have that big run or potential pass when it matters. So the thing that I was just thinking about is there, there's so many different, uh, like, game, uh, I, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use, but where you you will say the team with the ball last will win the game, the team who puts up uh, the most turnovers will win the game. For me, I think, and this can be an overrated stat sometimes, but in this game where it's run-heavy teams, it's going to be time of possession. Whoever is able to maintain the football the longest and tire out the opposing defense is going to win this football game because you're going to be imposing your will and you're going to be playing backbreaker football. So while I am typically of the opinion that time of possession can be an overrated stat, it's in games like this where both teams are mirrors of each other that the time of possession stat is going to be incredibly important for whoever's going to end up winning this game. I really feel like the quarterback's legs are going to give each other's defense fits. We talked up ASU's defense a lot as well as BYU. Uh, and we heard Jay Cash talk a little bit about them earlier this week as well on how good their defense can be. I just, I, I see the pocket collapsing when both defenses are on the field and there's just going to be a lot of first downs picked up where the other team's fan base are just like, man, I really wish they could get this guy down. And it's going to be frustrating. So I, I think whichever defensive line is going to be able to at least contain, like you're not going to stop it completely. Right, And I don't think that's realistic for as athletic as these quarterbacks are. You're not going to get a defensive line coach who's going to say, we need to stop them from running at all. Yeah, it's it's one of those classic sayings of, you can't stop and you can only hope to contain them. Right, and I think that's exactly it. I, I think these defenses with, will, will break down the defense a little bit more as well uh, in the next segment. It's going to be a lot of bend but don't break. Who's going to break first? And in, I will say, with ASU not starting off hot the last two games, I'm concerned that they're going to be in a situation where even if their defense isn't playing terrible, that they're just, they might be behind potentially three, seven, 10 points in the first half. And now they have to change their game plan going forward, especially being on the road. I, I, I would just love for it to be the other way around. If we can make BYU backpedal and have Jaron Hall, maybe passing a little bit more than he's comfortable with and getting away from the running game, uh, that's going to give our defense time to, to at least hopefully uh, pick off some passes, create some turnovers, uh, and just take the game over from there. Yeah, and the best way to do that is to have a sustained offense. So a few guys that me and Connor are both going to be looking at this week. So obviously we can start the conversation with Jaden Daniels because the spotlight's going to be on him every single week. He is trying to prove himself to be a franchise quarterback, not, not so much for the NFL, but someone that the Sun Devils can win because of, not win with. And he has shown us throughout his career that – he can be that guy. He flirts with it all the time. We're just waiting for him to truly break through his ceiling. And I think we can both agree that that ceiling can be pretty high. 
even outside of all like the the measurables physically, uh, I I feel like everything we've heard about him so far uh, through all of his practices, and we've even seen it on the sideline. I've seen Jaden Daniels take the skill position players, maybe after a couple drives have stalled or maybe a couple three and outs, uh, and he is trying to mentor these guys. He is telling them, hey, here's where I need you to be. Here's where you were. Or maybe it's a, that was my bad on that pass. Let's get back on the same page. I, I think the maturity is absolutely there. So, and we can both agree that the, the physical gifts are definitely there. We just need to see them both kind of at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, we all know that all eyes are going to be on Jaden Daniels, but here's a couple of guys that each of us are going to be looking at in particular. So the conversation obviously is going to be revolved around the run game. So Connor, can you break down who you're looking at? I'm excited for Chip Traynham. Uh, he's going to be healthy this week and coming back. Uh, Rashad White is definitely their uh, better dual threat running back. And, and it sometimes seems like they just alternate their drives. Uh, but I think Chip's going to come back and he's going to want to play and he's going to want to play well. Uh, so I, I think he's going to pick up exactly where he left off after week one. Yeah, and Chip is the bowling ball. So he's the thunder to Rashad White's lightning. And we're definitely hoping that Trey Annum's running style can essentially break the back and break the will of BYU's defense. He's going to be the key factor in actually tiring out the Cougars' defense. So where Jaden and Rashad can make those electric plays happen. It's Treyanum's power running where he's just in, imposing his will upon these linebackers and defensive linemen. He's definitely going to be the guy to watch in a run game. And now I'll turn it over. Obvi obviously, these teams thrive on running the football, but they're going to need to be able to pass the football too. And in order to do that, you're going to need some kind of weapon there. And we've talked about him a few times now, and I feel like this is definitely going to be one of those weeks where we're going to be needing to rely on him heavily. It's going to be Ricky Pearsall. Get him the ball in any way you can. Get him the ball underneath. He can even stretch the field a little bit for you if you're feeling froggy and feel like you can set up something deep. But get him on the jet sweeps. Get him on some trickery plays. I, I know you don't want to get too cute in a game like this where every single play is going to matter even more than it normally would, but this this would be the game to get as creative as possible. Not cute, but creative. And there, there is a fine line there. So I, I want to see how we can get Pearsall more involved. Yep, and that is exactly who we're looking for as far as the offense goes. Uh, so stick with us for our next segment where you're talking about our defense versus the offense, uh, specifically more about the defensive line and who we're looking to stand out there. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Looking for a protein bar that's not only delicious, but is actually healthy for you? Then look no further than Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. Seriously, you have just enough fingers to count how many flavors there are. I'm going to hit them off rapid fire for you. Ready, set, go. Coconut, cherry barsha, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Seriously, I just listed 10 flavors for you right there, and they're all great. I've gotten myself a little bit of a variety pack where you can get two of each of the flavors. It's awesome. Personally, my favorite's got to be either the cookies and cream or the double chocolate because I'm definitely someone who loves the sweet richness of chocolate. But here's the best part. Not only are they tasty, but they're healthy. Each of them has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only five, four to five grams of sugar, 
and four to five grams of net carbs. They're all delicious and they're all healthy. So order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back for our second segment of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. It's time to talk about that Sun Devils defense. Now that we've talked about the offense, it's only fair to go to the flip side of the football. And honestly, maybe not as exciting as the offense, obviously, but probably even more dominant based off of everything that we've seen so far. And there's a lot that this defense is going to need to do if we want to win this game this week. Hey, man, I wouldn't say the defense isn't as exciting. Defense wins championships, right? I like Absolutely. Win- I like winning games. Do you like winning games? 100%. I think our audience likes winning games, so that makes the, the defense very exciting. Well, the, the defense doesn't have Jaden Daniels. That That's all I'm saying. But, but they do have they Darian do Butler. Have Darian Butler. So, <clears throat> yeah, let me go ahead and walk that back. <laughs> uh, as far as the defense, we haven't talked a ton about the defensive line so far, specifically this week. Robin Rodriguez, their defensive line coach, uh, was interviewed and was basically saying, the defensive line hasn't lived up to his expectations over the first two weeks. It's not so much they're not getting to the quarterback. It's just that they're not finishing on plays. Uh, so far for the first two weeks this season, uh, they're really not producing a ton on the stat sheet between DJ Davidson, uh, Tyler Johnson, Michael Mattis, and then Omar Norman Lott. Do you know how many sacks they have? Uh, I'm going to guess less than five. I'll give you a hint. It's between zero and two. Like... A uh, half. Directly between. It is a full sack. Tyler Johnson sack week two. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the defensive line has not forced uh, or at least gotten to the quarterback and finished their plays. However, uh, since the start of last season, the Sun Devil defense has forced a, a lot of quarterback pressure. Uh, 46.6% of their opponent's passing plays, uh, which is the second highest in FBS in that span. So we're only talking about six games. But considering the amount of turnovers that the defense has forced, you have to at least give the defensive line credit there. No, definitely. And as me and you have talked about off off the mic, and I'm sure we'll talk about more with the mic in front of us, sacks are one of those numbers that are pure opportunity. Just like interceptions are opportunity, you're more worried about with your defensive backs holding down tight coverage, lower com- completion percentage, broken up passes, stuff like that. When I'm looking at my defensive linemen, I want pressures, I want knockdowns, I want hits, and everything in between. Sacks are awesome, but it's more important to be disrupting the play in the backfield. Getting those tackles for loss is just as important to me as bringing down the quarterback. So knowing that Arizona State is racking up the pressure is all that matters to me. You know, you mentioned when we were off the mic. If we just recorded everything we talked about ASU off the mic and just did it all at once, that'd be like a ton of content. That's too much math I can't even do. Well, it doesn't help that you went to GCU and not Arizona State. That is true. Uh, I didn't get a degree in math by any means, uh, but as far as the defense, uh, we talked a little a little bit about uh, how the opposing quarterbacks both like to use their legs a lot. After watching last week against Doug Brumfield, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have a hard time going to bed tonight not worried about how they're going to keep Jaron Hall contained. And we just talked about in the last segment that it's not – you can't expect them to just completely shut him down with his life. It's not going to happen. But can they contain him? I have a feeling we're going to be talking about our post-game segment and 
the key to this game is, man, they did a really good job against uh, Jaron Hall, or they couldn't stop him at all tonight. Yeah, and again, it's just one of those things we talked about in the first segment where you can't stop him, you can only hope to contain him. But that's going to be the biggest thing, is containing. They couldn't do that against the Doug Brumfield last week. And Jaron Hall is a whole other level of dominant as a runner. So if the Sun Devils can't figure out how to pin him down and hold him under 100 rushing yards, at a minimum, we're looking at some big trouble. I think when we look at the box score, it it may not be totally indicative of how the game's played. And and to be fair, most games aren't totally indicative of the box score. Uh, There's penalties or misplays or coulda, shoulda, wouldas that just don't show up there, right? Uh, yeah. so going, going back to Robert Rodriguez, he was giving a lot of praise to BYU's offensive line, uh, basically saying how they didn't out-physical Utah. They were just a, a, essentially a very big unit that moved their feet very fast and essentially put themselves in situations where they get leverage on the defensive line and not the other way around. So if they can do that against Utah, it, it absolutely makes me think they can do it against us as well. Yeah, and that's where you're going to have to tighten down everything that you're trying to do. So this defense has to play with a lot of discipline. There's going to be a lot of onus on the defensive line to not miss gaps and maintain their assignments so that linebackers Merlin Robinson and Darian Butler can close up gaps and stop the quarterback. It's going to be like you have to have near flawless execution. And yes, you have to do that every week, but there's so much more stress to do it this week because we've seen ASU struggle already to stop the run, at, at least um, first Brumfield. I mean, obviously you pull up the stats and ASU's defense looks good across the board, but keep in mind they've played two cupcake games so far. So taking on a team as dominant as BYU is in the run game, you cannot afford to have too many lapses in judgment and just o- overall bad play. You, you can't afford it, especially on the road, especially on the road. I, I think when you're playing on the road as well, generally you think of like maybe some of the, the most difficult places to play in sports. And that's because the fans are, are so loud. Uh, Rodriguez was also quoted talking about um, communication being key for their defensive line and how it just hasn't been there the first two games. That's a red flag, man. Now you're going on again on the road where it might be a little bit louder, probably a lot louder while you're on the field. And if your communication's already lacking, if that doesn't improve, that defense is going to be in for a rough night. Yeah, they just need to make sure that, like, like I said, it's got to be flawless execution and it's got to be good game script. You can't get away from your strengths and you need to make sure that you're keeping your guys as clean as possible. So where the front seven will have a lot of assignments, I'm thinking that the secondary, it not necessarily is going to have an easier day, but they're not going to have to worry as much about getting beat deep because BYU is so predicated on setting up the run. Where we need them to play strong is when, not if, when the running backs and when the quarterback gets to the second level of the defense, we need strong tacklers. And the bright side is that secondary is full of them. It's almost like in in baseball. Anytime the ball is hit, it doesn't matter if the ball is hit to you, you have a place to be. If you are a corner or a safety, and maybe there's a running back going to the opposite side of the field, where are you supposed to be? Always finish that play. Maybe somebody misses a tackle, and it's got to be you that finishes it. So even if the, the secondary isn't as involved um, as they could be, because the front seven is just going to be so busy, 
uh, it doesn't mean that maybe a, a Jack Jones can't come in and make a great tackle when he needs to. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's just you're going to need everyone to maintain their assignments and make life easier for each other. So those defensive linemen need to keep their linebackers' jerseys clean, and the defensive backs need to make sure that they're making form tackles when, not again, when, not if, the running backs and Jaron Hall get to the second level. Jaron Hall's legs are, are definitely not living right free in our head, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out come Saturday night. Stick around for our last segment. We're going to be looking at some of the betting odds, including the spread as well as the over-under. And Richie and mine's score predictions. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Your online sportsbook expert, promo code LOCKEDON. And we're back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, entering the third and final segment of this Friday edition of the pod. Connor, it's about that time that we check some of the spreads from our good friends at betonline.ag. We're going to take a look at the spread for the game, and then we're going to make some of our own bold predictions, score predictions, and anything and everything in between. Let's start with the spread. So BetOnline has a spread at three and a half, minus three and a half for Arizona State. Do you feel comfortable taking uh, Arizona State in that, or are you expecting BYU to cover? <sighs> Dude. That I feel so uncomfortable picking a winner in general that even a three and a half point spread, I don't know. I think when on Wednesday's pod with Jake, I think you what was like twenty well, I, I don't want to give away your score prediction. I, I do want to say I'm pretty sure you're expecting BYU to cover from your prediction. Based off of my prediction, I would say yes, but I just don't like this as a sports gambler. I three and a half points, like normally you'd look at that and you'd say, like, oh yeah, I think that this team can win by four, but my problem is I truly, an unbiased fan, I don't know how this game is going to go. All I know is I don't expect it to be a shootout. What if I give you a a couple stats so far about ASU against the spread? Would that maybe help you make a decision? Yeah, give them to me. So, so far this season, the Sun Devils are winless against the spread when entering a game as a favorite of three and a half points or more, which that totally makes sense because their first two games, last week was like a 34 and a half point spread, and the week before that was... Much it was even higher, right? So the fact that they haven't, or the opposing team has covered, totally makes sense. Does that help you make a decision? Yeah, no, no. Uh, as, as me and you have touched on before, like I've never been the biggest believer in the Sun Devils to consistently win the spread. So with all that mind, all that in mind, I think that I would probably take BYU to cover. If if you put a gun to my head and told me I absolutely had to pick, I would take BYU to cover three and a half. I think we're going to be a little bit more exciting. I Ooh. think I'm going to take... I, I've, I've talked about how much we need to respect BYU, and I, I totally believe that. And if somebody on this podcast listens to me and asks me on Twitter, that's totally fine because I deserve it. I'm going to take Arizona State here. I, I think they're going to win by four or more. Uh, I, I think it will be a close game, but I, I just... I see another second half surge after a close first half. 
uh, to where they can put this game away, hopefully closer to like middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, so I'll take ASU uh, four or more in this case. So for the over-under, that's set at 51 points. Richie, how do you feel about... Smash, smash the under, smash it. Just hit it with a baseball bat. We have talked a lot about how good these defenses can be. Uh, I would say that BYU hasn't played a defense as good as us, but obviously Utah has a great defense uh, as well, and they still put up 26 against them. Smashing the under, though. Smashing it. Absolutely crushing it. I, I do not expect this game to be high scoring. I truly don't know if any team breaks 30 points. So, which is totally fair, but even if they put up like 25-ish, that still puts them at 50. Mm-hmm. So, which it's going to be close. People in Vegas are, are very smart, or at least people who set these over-unders. It's probably going to be pretty close to that, barring something unforeseen. Uh, I Vegas will... definitely knows what they're doing when they talk about setting these over-unders. Regardless, whichever way you're betting, you're probably going to be sweating it out. Uh, so, as far as the over-under... The two teams combined average points per game is 64 points, which in this case is a whopping 13 points higher than the over-under. But you always have to take that into context. ASU didn't necessarily play two great defenses, and BYU got to play a not-so-great defense down uh, somewhere near the border of Mexico. I think they call it Tucson. Uh, yeah, you're, you're talking about um, Northern Mexico Community College, right? That is the game that they played. I... I want to take the over here, but I, I think I'm going to go with you here and, and, and take the under. You were taking the under as well, correct? Smashing the under. Smashing the under. I, I'm not sure, sure I would at least say smash. I, I think it'll be very, very close if I had to bet money on it. Uh, and I might just, I'm for sure going to be taking ASU uh, for more. If I had to bet here, I probably would still take the under in this case. All right, so with all that in mind, let's do a couple bold predictions and then a score prediction for each of us. I'll go ahead and kick us off with a bold prediction. With everything in mind about how dominant these run games are, I'm going to say there's not one, not two, but three 100-yard rushers in this game. And all three of them could be on Arizona State. All three of them could be on BYU. I think it's going to be a combination of the two. I think Arizona State has three legit guys between Daniels, White, and Trianum. And BYU's got Hall and Algier. So that that to me gives me five possible uh, players who could rush for 100 yards in this game. And considering how often the teams are going to be running the football, I truly think that we're going to see some big-time numbers on both sides of the football. To be specific, I will take Daniels, Trainum, and Algier to rush for 100 yards, if I have to be specific. But I do think there's three of those five guys. My bolt prediction is piggybacking off that a little bit, but my 100-yard rusher is a little different. Uh, I'm going to take Jaron Hall to rush for uh, 100 yards against this Arizona State defense. Uh, after last week, I have a little bit of PTSD after watching Brumfield run all of us. Uh, and with how much Jake hyped up uh, their quarterback coming into this game, uh, I, I do feel like he's going to have a 100-yard game against us. But... I think if they're going to be coming back a little bit late, I am also going to take him throw for 250 passing as well. Oh, wow. Holy cow. So, so combined 350 yards against this ASU defense. I do still think ASU will win the game, uh, but I, I think they will be in a situation where they're going to be forced to pass a little bit more, and he might be able to pick up some chunk yard towards the end of this game. So if you're playing in college football fantasy, first of all, send me a link because I have not been able to find it, and I think that would be the greatest thing ever. But... Sounds like Jaron Hall is a must-start this week, 
according to fantasy expert Connor Drios. But my second and final bold prediction, I've been stewing on this one for a little bit, and I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Chase Lucas gets his first interception on the year. Not only that, I think he also gets a sack. I think that Chase Lucas just absolutely falls out in this game. ASU is going to get creative with how they're going to use him, and Lucas ends up putting himself in conversation for Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week. My last bold prediction, I'm going with the defensive line, which we talked a little bit about in this game. Uh, I believe very much in the talent of Tyler Johnson, and I think he is going to go off. I think there's going to be some times where he gets out on the edge and he thinks he's going to be able to get away, and Tyler Johnson's going to be able to, to sack him two and a half times this game. Two and a half sacks. Well, there you go. Nice and oddly specific. So, with that being said, let's give score predictions. Connor, I'm going 23-21 Arizona State. I think this ends up coming down to a defensive stop by Arizona State to finish up the game. And I, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to be nice and bold. Chase Lucas is going to get a game ceiling interception. That interception is going to end up being the dagger that gets the Sun Devils one of its best wins in the Herm Edwards era. Wow. Uh, so with that, I'll go a little bit higher than my score prediction earlier this week for anyone who listened to the Wednesday edition of the pod. Uh, I'm going to go 27-21. So ASU uh, wins by four or more, so I, I win my bet there. Uh, I, uh, again, think that they're going to be in a more of a passing situation trying to catch up against ASU towards the end of this game. Uh, it still puts them in a situation where one play at the end of the game, they can break it and end up winning off of a, uh, a last-second PAT. Uh, so it's going to be close, but I do think ASU wins 27-21. The good news is either way for our school score predictions, we get the under. That is true. So with that being said, Connor, do you have any final thoughts before we close out this Friday edition of the pod? Keep Jaron Hall in the pocket, man. Keep him in the pocket. I, I, I'm so scared about it. I, I, I just don't know what else they're going to do. If they can't keep him from running all over us, it's going to be a long night. Well, clearly you're passionate about that, as I can see the sound waves just absolutely spiked up when you started yelling at us for no reason. But I'll go ahead and agree. Please, for the love of God, keep Jaron Hall as honest as possible because he can absolutely tear you to shreds otherwise. With that being said... 70 to 7, and I'm your host, Richie Bradshaw, joined as always by my good friend Connor Drios. Make sure you follow us at Richie Brads36, at C Drios, and at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure you are subscribed on Spotify, Audacity, or wherever else you get your podcasts at. Remember, we post Monday through Friday the greatest Sun Devils content on this side of the Mississippi, Tempe is going to be rocking this weekend when Sun Devils win the game. And, of course, we'll see you guys on Monday, hopefully, to talk about a win. This has been the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts.